Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Happy Wednesday, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the snooze button here in usually sunny Los Angeles. It is dreary and rainy, which is very strange for us. I like it because it's unusual. I hope you have all recovered from the hangover that is Halloween. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday. I feel like Halloween is the one holiday where from the age of like two or three, whenever you start letting your kids have some candy, um, all the way through like adulthood, you're hungover because it starts off with just like a sugar high and a candy hangover. And then as you get into like the teen years, it's more of a combo. You might still have candy, but then you're also drinking. And by the time you're a parent and you've spent 30 minutes wrestling your two-year-old into the cat costume um, and using your eyeliner to put whiskers on them and then ruining your new eyeliner, um, you need a margarita or three or four hottie toddies, whatever it is. Um, I actually think the first time I ever had alcohol was on Halloween. I was thinking about this yesterday too. And I'm realizing as I say this, that my mom listens to my podcast. Sorry, mom. It was at Audrey's house. Do you remember our neighbor, Audrey? She was a senior when I was a sophomore. She was a cool senior and she had, I don't know what it was, some sort of punch at her house. I had like two sips. Anyway, I digress. So today, we are going to be talking about breastfeeding and night weaning and some misconceptions around those concepts when it comes to sleep. So the reason I am talking about these things together is because for a lot of parents, there are two things that they are concerned about that are preventing them from letting their baby sleep through the night or at least not need to eat overnight. And that is concerns about supply and concerns about the baby being hungry. And let's just assume for the sake of this argument that these are parents who, if they weren't concerned about supply and if they weren't concerned about their baby being hungry, they would want them to be sleeping through the night, right? So it's not like, it's not necessarily an active choice. It's like, because my supply will drop or because my baby will be hungry, I need to feed them, you know, at 3 a.m., right? And these are parents who otherwise would not want to do that. And the reason I like to make that little caveat is because, and you guys know I love caveats, and if you're hearing them all the time, I'm sorry, but new people do come to the podcast, and I want everyone to feel supported, comfortable, and encouraged listening to me and not like shamed or sad. If you want to feed your baby in the middle of the night, you can do that. I have no judgment for that. You should do whatever you want. If you have a very low supply and it's something you need to do, you can do that too. If you choose not to breastfeed, I don't care if it's because you can't or because you don't want to. That's fine too. And I think it's really important to start there. So what I'm going to be speaking to here and addressing is families who may have concerns about supply or baby's hunger, that if they had the full information, they wouldn't be worried about those things anymore and they would be excited for their baby to not need to eat overnight anymore. If you want to feed your baby in the middle of the night, go on with your bad self. That is absolutely fine. Okay? So... Let's break these things down into the two categories. So first, we're going to talk about supply. So is low supply real? Yes, absolutely. There are people out there. Again, we are not speaking to people who choose to use formula. That is your choice. If you want to breastfeed, there are women 
who have low supply and their bodies do not produce enough milk for them to sustain without some type of supplement. The number or the percentage, I should say, of women who experience that, depending on which lactation (laughs) school of thought you follow, is between 1% and 5%. That's still a lot of people, but it's a very, very small percentage of women. Much, much more. Many more? (laughs) I can't talk today. Many more women think they have low supply than actually do. That is a fact. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. Doesn't mean you don't have it if you're listening to this, but it is much, much, much more out there than actually exists. I think this is because to a degree we've been conditioned to think that, you know, a healthy supply means you are just like bursting at the seams with milk or that the milk comes in right away. It doesn't. It takes a few days after your baby is born or that you should have like a freezer stash full of milk. Some people do. That's fine. You don't need it. Your body's intent is to produce exactly what your baby needs, which means in theory, there shouldn't be any leftover, right? It should be just what your baby needs. And it does take a few days for that milk to come in. So if you're a day or two in and you don't really have any milk, that's normal. That's everybody. Okay. So I think that's a good place to start. When we're thinking about how often baby needs to eat, because of course that's going to tie into their ability to be night weaned at some point down the road, right? You'll often hear that you need to feed your baby on demand, like sort of, you know, indefinitely. The truth is you need to feed your baby consistently. And in order for your supply to be maintained at the beginning, you do need to be telling your baby, I'm sorry, (laughs) you need to be telling your body to produce enough for your baby to eat around the clock. The reason you do need to feed your baby around the clock in order to maintain your supply is because your baby's tummy when they are born is not big enough to hold the food that they need to sustain themselves just in the daytime. They are tiny. So their tummy can only hold a little bit at a time, which is why you have to feed them consistently around the clock. Because think about this logically. As your milk is coming in, if you're telling your body, here's how much you need to keep producing to keep this baby alive, and the baby can't take in enough to keep themselves alive just during the day, then obviously you need to be feeding them around the clock, right? Because the only way your baby, (laughs) you guys, if I confuse baby and body for this whole podcast episode, I'm really sorry. The only way for your body to know how much the baby needs is if they're eating it around the clock because that's when your baby needs to eat it. Okay. Does that make sense logically? But what does that actually mean? It doesn't mean on demand. It means consistently. And that can be every two and a half to three hours. If you're thinking to yourself, that doesn't make sense. I've heard you have to feed your baby just constantly, constantly, constantly. I want you to think about the NICU. So I've had two kids in the NICU. And if you're a NICU mom, you know this very well. NICU babies are fed on a schedule. Whether it's pumped breast milk or formula, they are fed on a schedule every three hours. So your baby, in order to grow and thrive, does not need to eat more frequently than that, right? If that was the case, do you think the babies who are the smallest and the most needy and the sickest and all of that would be feeding less than they need, than the average baby needs? Of course not. Okay, so that's what a baby needs regardless of if it's breast milk or formula. And for your supply, you need to do the same thing, right? It needs to be consistent. If you were pumping because your baby was in the NICU or you just chose to pump, whatever, you're not like attached to the pump for 24 straight hours, just the pump just running and running and running, right? You would have some sort of schedule where you would be pumping about every three hours. Right now, 
The other element of this, of course, with the whole feeding on demand thing, your baby has to learn to latch. Now, this might mean that the nursing sessions, excuse me, are really long at the beginning. It might mean that you need the support of a lactation consultant. I got one with Teddy, my oldest, and it was amazing. She completely changed feeding for me. The first couple of days after he left the NICU were really hard. Um, And the day after she left, it like changed everything. So if you're struggling and you want to continue breastfeeding, I strongly suggest getting a lactation consultant. But anyway, that might mean that your sessions are long, right? But it still doesn't mean that you need to be feeding your baby every hour, right? That's, that's I think, a really important thing to understand. Hours, but that it's, you know, it's spaced out properly is so you can start to understand what a full feed means for your baby, right? And that will change a little bit over time. It might be a very long time when they're very, very young and, you know, a couple of days old and they're just learning how to eat. And it might be much quicker a few months later, but you will start to have a sense as a mom, if you are exclusively breastfeeding or majority breastfeeding, that a full feed for your baby is 40 minutes or it's 20 minutes, right? You will get a sense of that. And that is going to be really important when you do eventually night wean. If you are just feeding them at random throughout the day and night, it's going to be very hard for you to determine when your baby is full, when they're hungry, how much they're taking in when they need to be eating, which is going to give you a lot less confidence when it comes to night weaning. Because if you don't really have a sense of how much they need and how much they take at feeds, then if they're waking up and crying, you're going to be very confused if it's a hunger cry, if it's something else. Um, you know, So this, this is really setting you up for success down the road. Let's take this all the way back full circle to supply though. By the time your baby is at a place where they can realistically go all night without eating. And from my perspective and my expertise, that is at least 10 weeks old and at least 11 pounds. Your supply is intact. By 10 weeks, let's assume your baby is 11 pounds and you want to start the process of getting them to sleep through the night right away at 10 weeks. Your supply is intact. Okay, your supply is being established in those first few weeks. By 10 weeks, it's there. You're not Your supply is not going to plummet because your baby sleeps through the night, which takes us to the next half of this conversation, hunger. So here is the most important thing you need to think about with night weaning and hunger. When you are night weaning, and that is to say you are no longer feeding overnight when your baby goes to bed for the evening, they're not eating again until the morning, we are never reducing the amount of food your baby is getting, we are shifting when they get it. That's it. I think so many families are worried that if they're night weaned, their baby is going to be hungry. If you are doing this properly, they won't be because all you're doing is moving when they take those feeds in. And the reason we wait until they're 10 weeks, one of the reasons is because when they're younger than that, their tummies are too small. They need to eat more frequently, right? If you give them a big full feed at 7 p.m. or 9 p.m. or whatever it is, that full feed is not going to sustain them until 7 o'clock in the morning because their tummy wasn't big enough. It was a full feed. It was as full as a seven-week-old can take, but they're still going to need to eat at some point before you know the day starts. So that is the most important thing to tell yourself. We are not reducing how much they're eating. Now, if you're thinking, well, how do I know I'm not reducing if I'm nursing, right? If you're nursing, if in those first 10 weeks, and you know, this is true if you decide to night wean when your baby's nine months old, it doesn't matter when. What you've done in the past, hopefully, 
is establishing what a full feed looks like for your baby. Now, the thing that can be confusing about this is if you're thinking, well, if a full feed takes them 15 minutes and then I take away the middle of the night feed, but they're still eating it for 15 minutes at all of their feeds, doesn't that mean I am reducing how much they're taking in? No. And here's why. Because as your baby gets older, they become more efficient eaters. For a two or three week old, for them eating is like us running a marathon. It is hard, hard work. That's like the hardest thing they do, right? It's just like eating food. The rest of the time, they're just kind of laying there, whether they're awake or asleep. So as your baby gets older and stronger and bigger, they're able to take in a higher volume of food in the same amount of time as they did at the beginning, and eventually it becomes even faster. So a baby taking a full feed, you know, when they're three weeks old could be 45 minutes, and it could be 20 minutes or 15 minutes, only a few months later. So we're shifting when those feeds happen, but we're not reducing how much your baby is taking in. And that's why paying attention to those full feeds and understanding what that looks like for your baby and spacing them properly in those first few weeks can be so, so, so helpful. So I want to take that full circle here. By the time your baby is old enough that they are capable of going all night without eating, your supply has been established if you're a nursing mom. And you don't need to worry that your supply will drop because your baby is sleeping through the night. At the same time, the only thing we need your baby to be able to do in order for them to sleep all night without needing food is their tummy to be big enough to take in the food they need during their waking hours and not overnight. That's it. And I hope that just kind of simplifies a little bit of this process for you. Now, beyond that, if you're thinking, okay, I feel confident my supply will be fine, and I understand that my baby is big enough at this point to take in the food that they need during the day, so how do I know when I'm ready to do this? That is when I have to put the onus back on you. That is a personal choice, okay? That is when you feel comfortable doing it, you feel confident doing it, you feel ready, right? And you, you do it. That, that's when. And what that looks like for each family and each child might be a little bit different. If you're working with me, that can mean it's a seven to seven, right? That can literally mean you put your baby down 10 or 11, 12 weeks old at 7 p.m. And we love them. We give them a big kiss and we're not going to see them again until 7 a.m. because they're going to sleep and it's going to be amazing. For some families, it might mean, oh, my baby's a little bit small or our breastfeeding sessions take a long time. Or if you're me... I just enjoyed my solo time with Delaney and our snuggles in the evening. So I kept her bedtime a little bit later and gave her a later feed at like 8.30 when she was about 10 weeks old because I liked hanging out with her. And then we both went to bed at like nine and that's just like what we did. That was our vibe. That's great too. But you can feel confident in eliminating those overnight feeds at that age and stage whenever you feel ready after that, whether it's right then or it's six months down the road. So I hope that gave you guys a little bit of confidence that when you're ready to do it, you don't have to worry about hunger and you don't have to worry about supply and you and your baby will do a fabulous, fabulous job. And of course, if this is something that you're eager to tackle, but worried about doing it on your own, that's my job, baby. I have custom plans where I work with you one-on-one, give you all these kinds of encouraging pep talks every single morning for two weeks. And I also have courses where you can just watch my face talking and I will give you my encouragement that way. All right. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. There is some fun stuff that I'm working on. 
a couple of really cool guest speakers for upcoming podcast episodes, as well as a live webinar for holiday travel and holiday sleep. Um, I'm not technologically savvy, so it's going to be hard for me to figure out how to do that, but that is my plan. And now that I'm putting it out into the universe and like into this podcast, I have to make it happen. So it's going to happen. Um, and guys, if you have ideas for topics you want me to talk about on the podcast, guests you want me to have on, anything like that, shoot me an email, podcast at brittanysheehan.com, and let's chat. Love you guys. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to brittanysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.